if y'all haven't had the exclusivity conversation, just assume that the other person is seeing it's someone else. On the first month of seeing somebody, everybody is fucking somebody else. Turning your notifications off and not mentioning that you're going on other dates is just a politeness. It's weird and rude to tell the truth. That's weird it's as fuck. Weird no one would no one would want that. No one would want that. Just go into it with the assumption that the person that you are not exclusive with, you probably barely even know. Yes, exactly. Is they probably don't talking to other people. They're probably well also they trying to get other people. That's what they and should. you shouldn't have any problem with that. That's what dating is. That's literally the concept Completely of agree. dating. See, that's a red flag. <laughs> It's a red flag. Niggas was calling him fucking Mickey Free, Mickey Free. <laughs> on Twitter, and that was like the most hilarious shit I ever oh, seen in my life. Oh, Hold yeah. on, who is, I, who is that? I randomly think about that from time to time and just like start dying laughing. I know they was calling this nigga Mickey Free, bro. I died. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I, honestly, I I see what's going on. I see what's going on. Yeah. Is this is this person not a is this person not a man? So um, it was uh, one of the or, members of Shalimar, Shalimar. So this is during the 80s and everybody was androgynous. So Charlie Murphy told a story where he was like, yeah, man, niggas was um, talking about Shalimar got this new bad bitch in the group. And it was fucking <laughs> They was talking about Mickey Freeman. <laughs> yeah, this nigga definitely looks like, well, I'm looking at pictures of him now. Definitely this nigga looks like what I'm going to look like as I age. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, you're taking finasteride still, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know what that is. The, the what, the what That's thing? the ball pills, bro. That's what I use. Oh, nah, man. Wow. See, for what, though? Or is that the point? Like, would, would you, you not mean? have this, this, this yeah, nigga. head of hair if you didn't use the <laughs> Correct. The you're not pills. supposed to. You're not you're supposed to take the medicine. It's prophylactic, bro. You're not. <laughs> I'd be bald as shit. Every, every man in my family is bald, bro. <laughs> Holy shit. What's the name of the pills? Finasteride. Finasteride. So, wow. So my my finasteride experience. Yeah, but we talked they, about they, this. They, Eddie. they do be side effects for some niggas, which is why this came up. I I experienced <laughs> I experienced sexual side effects while I was on the shit. Yeah. Oh no! I, what did you experience? I was I experienced sexual side effects when I had it. Like for the like, I took it for maybe two months. Saw very quick results. Mm. Very very quick results. But yeah, man, you you can't perform, and I'm just the turning point for me. Oh, you mean erectile it, it dysfunction? Happens. Not 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 just not just okay. because, like I said, you know, you know that you know it is what it is. Like I was like, I shook that off. I was like, yeah. maybe I'm just maybe I'm just off. Maybe I need to like, you know, I never understood my diet the self consciousness around erectile dysfunction. I'm yeah. like, I wasn't. Woman just I wasn't feel insulted. Like, it. I mean, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, if she's not wet, that's not. I'm blaming myself most of the time. I'm not like, oh, you dry pussy bitch. So. If my dick don't get hard, that's your fault, lady. That's how yep. I've always felt. I wasn't, I wasn't tripping on that, really. At least not at first. But what got me was, like, pain and, like, tenderness in, like, the in like the general area. Like, that shit was a thing. And I was like, oh, so it just ached. I mean, like, I'm looking at it now. It says adverse effects associated with finasteride can persist even after discontinuing it, discontinuing its use. Leading that was that was what got me. Oh, that's scary. They <laughs> that was what got idea. me. I was like, they didn't tell me that. Part. I was like, I need they to didn't tell me that. Part. I was like, I need to stop now, or it's gonna become permanent. Like <laughs> right. I was like, oh shit. Post finasteride syndrome, including what? sexual, physical, and psychiatric symptoms, including depression, anxiety, cognitive impairment, and suicidal ideation. Yeah, but that's everything, though. For real, I think that's, I, that's everything. I. I I, I understand what you're saying, but it's a little bit different when you're impacting hormones, which that medication does. So hormones, right. lots of medications deal with hormones and lots of medications. They have that scary ass, you know, it'll kill you. You make you want to kill yourself, but then be here, but not be here and diarrhea and discharge out of every orifice. Yeah. They all have that long laundry list of shit. For me, it's like, okay, but what's the prevalence of that? Because Finasteride, from what I can tell, and from speaking to my doctor, I'm, there are these side effects, but the instances of them is very, very rare. Your doctor's correct, according to the studies that have been done on this, because this is the FDA-approved medication. Like, this isn't, you know, snake oil. Like, they had to go through all of the FDA-approved trials in order to get this. However, 
you have to understand how the research process works or in order to question it, right? So what they did was they were testing this with a bunch of niggas, right? Well, men. men. Oh, okay. I was going to say and they were specifically asking, niggas. Yeah. And they were asking a bunch <laughs> of men. Shit. Yeah. And they were asking a bunch of men, does this impact your sexuality at all? Mm. Do does this can 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 your dick still get hard when you're taking this medication? <laughs> what do you think? Dick, oh man, exactly, Shit, my exactly. Dick work yeah, extra man. hard, nigga. Yeah, man. You don't see you this know, full you know, hella hair? I'm smashing. I'm better. Everything. I'm better than ever. What you talking yeah. about? Right. Like there there's some level, in my opinion, there's probably some level of misclassification on that. And what a good research study does, which this, I'm sure it was, blah blah. blah what they do is they have a mathematical calculation um that corrects for liars within a within a population but i imagine that they probably still didn't catch every every man yeah. they probably was just embarrassed i would say finasteride just off a guess safer than birth control for women off the hormonal shit so and better benefits i mean birth control all you your prizes you get to get nutted in which is like cool i guess we get a full head of hair and get to nutting people i feel like that's a that's a way better trade for me you're gonna start Oh, uh, yeah. Hey, welcome everybody to Waving the Red Flag. Uh, number one so male pattern of baldness. And <laughs> you that shit again, bro. Was, so I'm not dope. doing nothing again, bro. You fucked up my whole flow. This, this nigga said, this nigga said, okay. <laughs> welcome to Waving the Red Flag. <laughs> Damn, niggas. <laughs> that nigga was like, disappointed. <laughs> How's everybody doing? So, Josh, you think you're going to do you? Have you decided which direction you're going to go to, to treat so you can take your baseball cap off? Boy, fuck you for one. My fault. But yeah, I don't know. Um, Yo, have y'all heard of this term roaching? I just saw it on, on the New York Post, and uh, I think it's some bullshit, but have y'all heard of it? I'll read it out for the people regardless, but okay. So, nah, apparently, it's one of those, like, you know, ghosting and all that type of shit is one, it's one of them new terms they that people who are having a hard aging millennials are having a hard time with dating. So they make a term to explain their woes. So-called roaching refers to the act of hiding the fact that you're seeing multiple people from a new romantic partner. So, you know, you're out here in these streets, you're dating someone and your notifications are turned off on your phone. You're a little bit secret about your, you know, um, your phone and shit like that. You, uh, you don't post certain shit on social media that type of shit, you know? Oh, you, you you don't necessarily always reply super fast. You might fall off the map for a day, that kind of shit. And apparently that's roaching. Like that's toxic behavior. I, I don't know how they got the term roaching from it. Apparently it's because like when you see roach. one roach, but if you turn the lights on, you know it's hella more roaches around. So I guess the people are the ro- like the other partners are the roaches. Like you think you're the only roach, but if you turn the lights on, it's mad roaches. It's mad roaches. God, yeah. they travel in packs. Exactly. Ooh. Exactly. Mm. Much like sneaky links. I think so, the whole concept is nonsense. Yeah, I think it's nonsense. Like I'm, I'm just gonna be honest, man. In 2021, if y'all haven't had the exclusivity conversation, just assume that the other person is seeing it's someone else. Big brain. Just assume speech, that. Man. Like, what the fuck are we talking about, bro? It's 2021. We're not out here courting motherfuckers and taking them to the fucking, you know, Lindy Hop to 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 dance so we can maybe in six months fuck motherfuckers. I don't know. I don't know what that is. I think it's a dance or some shit they niggas used to do in a barn. That's what I'm thinking of. Old school dance. Yeah, Lindy Hop was a was a dance, man. You ain't, you ain't read the Malcolm X autobiography, man. They was doing Lindy Hops, bro. That's where he was yeah, doing that's that where shit. it came from. He was throwing bitches in the air. I remember it doing yeah, some yeah. shit like shit like that. Um, we we not Lindy Hopping with bitches no more. Meeting you on a dating app, inviting you to the crib, fucking you. That's what's going on right now. So this idea that like, oh, he's seeing other people, he's sneaky. It's like, honestly, that's politeness. Like, on the first month of seeing somebody, everybody is fucking somebody else. Turning your notifications off and like not mentioning that you're going on other dates is just a politeness. It's weird and rude to tell the truth. That's weird as fuck. No one would, no one would want that. No one would want. So that. I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But ultimately, I think that again, just go into it with the assumption that the person that you are not exclusive with, that you're, you probably barely even know, 
too. Yes, exactly. They probably don't probably talking to other people. They're probably well they also should. trying to get other people. That's what they And should. you shouldn't have any problem with that. You shouldn't have any problem with that. That's what dating is. That's literally the concept Completely of agree. dating. You haven't done anything to earn exclusivity from them. Why would they be giving that to you? And you failed to communicate that that's something that you want. Now, if you said to someone, hey, I'm a serial monogamous. I date one person at a time and I expect you to as well. Cool. Put that on your dating app. But you don't exactly. because you don't yeah. want to know the truth. You don't want to you don't want to face the possibility that your options will just be reduced down to zero. So you go out here and you feign ignorance and that's fine. And we all participate in helping each other feign ignorance. Like I don't want to like, you know, you talking to a girl for a couple of days and she disappeared for like a day and a half. She probably fucking her ex, bro. That's what's going she on. She in Tullum, bro. She's in Tullum. Damn. What is that? Tulum. Tulum. It's Tulum. What's Tulum? It's in Mexico. That's where everybody be going now. You know, that's the Instagram heavy spot now. Uh, yeah. Exactly. It's not, it's not, it's not Santorini no more. It's not Santorini no more. They're all in Tulum. Santorini's They're a little bit far away, I think. Yeah, it sounds a lot more expensive too. Santorini, Greece, gotta be is way more expensive. Expensive. Greece, I mean, to just to get to Greece, you could drive to Mexico. That's you can't drive to Greece. I feel like that's a pretty. It'll be it'll be ridiculous to drive to Mexico, but you're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, the flight's got to be cheaper. Okay. Oh my god. But back to the to the topic at hand. I don't consider myself to be a serial monogamous, but I guess by definition, I kind of practice it in some way because I prefer to, um, you know, to mess with one person at a time. And even like when I was like really dating, I was talking to like a couple girls, but like, I, it wasn't like I was like getting up with them or something like that. But you know, if I found somebody I really, you know, I was fucking with, I was digging, I was digging a vibe and it was reciprocated. Like I just focused in on that one person. And uh, one of them, we had that conversation. Um, and I was basically like, yeah, you know, I really just, if I'm liking you, I just prefer to talk to one person, just spend my energy here. I don't want to have it divided up. Cause you know, that's just a lot of energy and um, going to, to a lot of time, places and resources or whatever. But, and she was cool with it. I mean, like, she was like, yeah, I mean, I I'm, I feel you. I'm the same with you. Like, you know, I don't really, you cool as fuck. Like, I don't really have anybody else I'm trying to entertain or want to entertain, so. Yeah, yeah. man. And that's that perfectly, that's perfectly fine. That's cool. I just think, like, if a, if a girl before you had that conversation, okay, so let's say, put put yourself in these shoes. If, if a girl before y'all were having that conversation was out here with other niggas, you know what I mean? Y'all are maybe going on, let's say, four or five days. She's currently fucking some other man and she goes to the effort to make sure that his notifications aren't popping up on her phone during dates with you she doesn't mention the fact that she's that she fucked this nigga two days ago if you should happen to find out when you bring that conversation up to her and she's like oh i I was seeing other people but i would be interested in exclusivity do you think that she roached you or that she committed some bad thing Uh against you um, there would be some feelings there probably, but but at the same time, and I I forgot I left this part out, but just like y'all said, I understand the dating game, and I understand that you have to like, basically expect that the person you're talking to, the person you like, is probably talking to, maybe fucking somebody else. Yeah. Like if they're not fucking somebody else, they're probably at least entertaining somebody else. It's always somebody else. Absolutely. So. So and there's layers of somebody mindset. else. They date. They're, right. meeting, they're mm-hmm. literally messaging other people on the same app that they met you at, or the same club or bar that they met you at. They're talking to previous people. You know, the fuck buddy that they used to fuck every other month that's still kind of around because they're lonely and they haven't found a next dick yet or a, a serious mm-hmm. relationship in the past. It's layers of yeah. of other niggas circling around and women circling around. Absolutely, absolutely. So I mean, yeah, when you go in it with that mindset, even if you have like some feelings there, you know, you got to be like, well, shit. I know what's up, like, and I know how to move. I know how to better move now. Like, I know how to better navigate the situation. If I find that out, it's not going to be like a deal breaker. But if we, you know, continue to hang out, continue to be, if we being intimate with each other, and like, I, I don't, that's, you know, that actually does kind of bring in something, a different dynamic. Because if we're being intimate and you mm-hmm. fucking somebody else, then I don't know. So, don't so know. fucking might be the cutoff? I could make. I mean, it I was, the, it's yeah. like it depends on the situation, kind of how that plays out for on a case by case thing. But that would kind of bring in some, because I guess it depends on how close we are and how long we've been dating. Mm. 
And if you're still fucking somebody else and we've been dating for like two months uh, or three months and then we kind of like get into like, well, how do you feel about me? Like, do you want to be exclusive? Yeah. And if I know you fucking somebody else, then yeah. See, that, that, yeah, I don't know. That's fair. That's fair, say, man. I would say two things to that because I'm still I'm still going to give pushback. One, not all three months are created equally. For you sure. know what I'm saying? That you sure. can be seeing somebody True. for three months and not be seeing them at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You meet only mm-hmm. at y'all's house every three weeks. So you can yeah, do that for true. six months and it's not anything yet. And it that's could true. still become something later on because that every every other week could be like one of y'all just goes, do you want to see a movie? Boom. Then the next month is a total different dynamic. So that's the first thing I would say. The second thing is, I feel like that's why you give the courtesy of not of specifically not telling them you create you retroactively create the illusion that it was always exclusive right like so if a girl says to me hey like are you seeing anybody well maybe she wouldn't ask that but she might just be like do you want to be girlfriend and boyfriend i'm like oh in my head i'm like oh yeah i do cool i'm going to i'm i'm going to cut off the whole No, oh. stop cheating! Stop cheating! I'm gonna, what do you mean, start? No. No, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut off my whole. Because when it officially cheating. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you want to go together with, with me exclusively? Cool. I guess it's time to start actually lying to you because before I was just omitting facts. Well, now I, I, guess, now I gotta now actively I, lie. I just wasn't finishing my sentences before. <laughs> Now I'm going to lie because I love you. Okay. You say you want to make it official. I like that. Yes, I will. So, you know, now's the time to cut off your hose, but you don't need to, you don't need to make them privy to that fact. It's, I feel like that can go within assumption where you just go, Hey, let's be exclusive. And you both do that. You know, okay, cool. I'm not going to, neither of us is going to confirm or deny what that means, but we do what that means we need to do, but we can agree. Cool. Now we're not fucking anybody else. Maybe we never were. Maybe it starts today. Who knows? <laughs> You'll never know. <laughs> we'll never know. And we don't I'll need to never know. tell if they said it. Yeah. <laughs> just, that's my view. If I go, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? I don't need her to be like, oh, so you want me to stop sucking niggas' dicks on Saturdays? You don't need to tell me that. You can just be like, yeah, cool. Man. And that's it. That's the beginning of it. Like, I don't need to know what happened. Bef- to, I don't need to see how the sausage was made. Yeah, yeah. But what if you do know, though? Like, what if they actually are, like, 100, <laughs> like, 100 with you? Like, you know, just telling you how it is. Oh, that's like yeah. out of respect, you know. Like, so you I can make think, your own I don't know that it is you know? respectful. I mean, I think it depends. I don't yeah. think that, that that is respectful. Not in a. What's now, the, if, if it's poly? Sorry, go ahead. <clears throat> what's the What's the circumstance where she's like, "Yeah, man, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just start fucking Charles then." Like, what? Like, when is that even like? When would that be naturally like a conversation? Like, so I don't disagree with you, Josh. I don't disagree with you, but I'm just saying I'm thinking about how that plays out in real life. Like oh, if we're having yeah. that conversation, when has she just been like, "Yeah, man"? I've definitely done oh, that, and it's that never turned out well. I've been, I've yeah. been one hundred, and it's always been a horrible idea. Yeah. Also, yeah, you're a horrible happens. person. That's a fact. I didn't, mean that the way I said it. I, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It, but it slapped though. It was spicy. It sounded good. Yeah. I knew that. That I was assuming that that was somewhat of a joke. <laughs> What were you gonna say, Josh? That, that conversation like happens, I think, a lot more frequently than you might think, Alvin. Um, because some people are, you know, very free spirited and they know how to have that conversation or approach that conversation. And it's like, well, yeah, you know, because yes, when true. it comes up, uh, are you seeing anyone else? And that's a common question. Oh yeah, it is. Are you it seeing is. anyone else? Well, yeah, I actually, I'm seeing someone else. I'm, um, I've, uh, you know, it's not that serious with one guy, but you know, me and this other person might have hooked up a, you know, a time or two, and you know. So, yeah. what yeah, about you? Right. How about yourself? You're right. Just continue eating like a... No, no. <laughs> See, I feel like it has to be a very free-spirited person, which is already a totally different dynamic for, like, what relationships even look like. Like, when you got that free spirit, you know, they got a tapestry on their wall, they light incense, and they're just like, you know, I don't believe in ownership. Like, when they say shit like that, the whole dynamic for the starting of a relationship, they don't even use girlfriend and boyfriend terms half the time. You know what I mean? Why are you so saying I, they like you not them, nigga? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Them. Like, we should be saying we. Like I said, they, them, nigga, they slash them. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about me slash they slash me, you know? Mm. Um, we you don't use that confused. we gender you forgive shit. Our ignorance. Yeah, bro, check your privilege, bro. You misgendering me over here, bro. I fault them shit. I ain't, I ain't mean it. It's all good, they. Them. It's all good, they. Yeah. Nig slash up. <laughs> That's me, all right? It's, it's basically 
I feel like the start of, the start of those relationships just doesn't follow the current traditional pattern. So yeah, people are open like that, but this, the same person that's open like that anyway, probably not going to be your girlfriend anyway. Not in the traditional sense. She's yeah. going to be saying shit like, yeah, we have a bond that's exactly. special. I also have other special bonds with other yes. special people, people that are special to me. He's one of my twin and They're flames. all unique bonds. Exactly. You know, you know, I love them for different reasons. We're committed. We entanglements. Entanglements. Entanglement. So a lot of entanglements. So, yeah. Shenanigans. Shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shenanigans. <laughs> and shenanigans. Oh, man. I hope nobody, yeah, I hope nobody ever says no shit like that to me. But I've definitely fucked that up because I've, I, t- okay, so there's one instance, right? I was talking to this girl. She was from like the pizza shop around the corner from my place. And she was, but um, she was like kind of in the same friend circle of somebody I, I just stopped seeing, sort of. So I was a little bit, we were both a little bit, had some trepidations. So we hang out one time. We cool. We go back to her place. We're like kissing a little bit. I was a little bit tipsy. So I, I kind of acted goofy. But after I left, um, I got a weird sense that maybe she wasn't feeling me after the fact. She might have been, but I'm, I can be sensitive to that kind of shit and just kind of like exaggerated in my own head. Head, you know what I mean? Like, does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So while I was texting her, at some point, I just like casually mentioned that I had gone on a date. Now, in my head, it was half spiritual, free love type shit. Just being honest. But half of it in my head was like, I'm out here, bitch. Half of it was definitely that in my head. Maybe not Maybe not half, maybe like 40% of it was like, just so you know, mm-hmm. I don't care if you don't like me. That was definitely 40% of it. And mm-hmm. of course, obviously that didn't go well. That didn't give me the results that I was looking for, of course, you know, because um, she was just like, well, if you want to tell me about dates that you're on, we should just be, maybe we should just be friends. And I was like, yeah, whatever, peace, whatever, <laughs> you know? So then, and, and that was the beginning and the end of that. So it really didn't go well, but my motivations weren't perfect either. But I feel like that's, Cause we weren't anything to one another and it wouldn't have been weird for me to be being on a date. And she, I know she, I know for a fact she was going on hella dates as well. It's just, it was impolite. I feel to have mentioned it is unnecessary detail. You Unless you're a free spirit, pact. polyamorous motherfucker, which at the time, neither of us was. So quick question though. Yeah. So you said you got a little goofy. What does goofy look like to Eddie? Were you like reciting D.H. Lawrence or some probably, shit? Were you probably, like bro, doing probably. thing from English B or some shit? No, nah, like I was just hella corny, bro. Like so, so at some point we're at her house. So like reciting D.H. Lawrence? Yeah, no, not 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 that type of corny. Um, though that not that that's not <laughs> corny in my, adjacent. Yeah, corny adjacent. Corny. Not that that's not in my repertoire. Like that's totally some shit that I would do, bro. Like that's one hundred percent. Like if I could play guitar, bro, don't give me no guitar lessons because <laughs> because nigga, oh I will God, be playing yo. this guitar for these bitches. Like <laughs> left and right, <laughs> left and, and it would make right. a guitar. Like you know, how I used to make like your whole little guitar. When we was young. You yeah. get like a, a old box of snacks. <laughs> you cut out the middle, put some rubber bands in that bitch. Use strings of my own like, hair, like it's like I'm connected right. to it. To it, like no, it's spiritual. This guitar is me. Fucking ding, homemade ding. ukuleles and shit. Yeah. This shit's fucking yeah. hilarious. It would be terrifying because I felt, yeah, it would be corny and scary because playing a guitar made of your own hair is some serial killer shit to do. And I definitely would do that. Um, but <laughs> though, though I am not a serial killer, just to clarify, because um, that was a wild, that was a wild set of independent clauses back to back like that. But what I'm saying is <laughs> I acted corny because like there was a point where, you know, when it's time to transition some shit, but you don't have a smooth transition. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you don't have like a like a like a little smooth move. And I've got mm-hmm. some smooth moves here and there. And, you know, um, girls oftentimes don't have to have smooth moves because men are the ones that sort of move things forward. So a girl can just be there like, when's he going to make a move? It's like, bitch, that's this is a lot of pressure. I don't know how to transition from this conversation. We start doing right. goofy shit like uh, you uh, want to play 21 questions, just dumb shit to like give ourselves an option to ask something sexual and move shit in a certain direction. So at one point and- we're. What's up? I'm. So, I'm I was just. I just wanted to say. I think that is such like an underrated uh trait to have to be able to make those transitions smoothly and just oh. an undervalue from women because if a oh, lot of women yeah. were put in our position where we have to like they be, couldn't do it. Couldn't they would not want to face that rejection. Mm-mm. They'd be doing the goofiest like, shit. They would just be. They would literally just grab your penis 
which I suppose men probably wouldn't mind that much, but they yeah, would just yeah. be like, they wouldn't, yeah. their transition game would be horrendous. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think that's like so undervalued because like we get called lame, goofy, nerdy, like whatever, because you're just trying to figure out a game plan to, to, to create a, um, what's the word? Um, um, consensual situation, like, you know, mm, like smooth yeah. consensual situation. Girls got and, two know, transitions. They got mentioning their, their nipple piercings, m- mentioning their tattoos, and that's pretty much it. That's the only things they really have in the barrel to actually transition some shit. They're not going to ask you a good question that moves some shit down. They're not going to offer a massage. They're not going to do nothing. Or they'll, they'll do some goofy shit where they'll just kiss you in the middle of a fucking sentence. There was no vibes. They just had decided 20 minutes ago that they was feeling it and just couldn't figure out a right time. I've had that happen a couple of times where it was just... I respect that. I respect That's it bold. too. I respect you it know? too. But it's I'm just like, like right, well, cool. super goofy. Doing. It's super goofy. Yeah. It doesn't mind because, you know, we was already feeling it. But actually, no, I've had, I've definitely had a, had a couple where I was like, bitch, you thought I was, for the last 45 <laughs> minutes, I've been trying to figure out how to, how to excuse myself from this situation. And you thought that rocket launching your fucking skull into mine was, that was the move in the middle of me talking about a movie that I saw. Like, I wasn't even making eye contact, bitch. Like, what, where is this coming from? So, no. Horrible, horrible at transitions, but so am I. So at one point we were kind of tipsy and I was just like, we're at her house and I was like, fuck, I want to kiss her, but she's mad far away. So that's weird. I can't lean over. I would have to get up like it would, it would be super awkward, you know, but I could feel like she was kind of feeling me. So I was like, so this is what I, I just said. Hey, do you want to go lay down together? I don't know what the, why I thought that was smooth in my head, but it just, cause I was, I don't know. It seemed like a cozy, it seemed like. You know, I don't know, some free shit, you know, some free spirit shit. But she was just like, man, what? She just looked at me like I was stupid. She was like, man, what? That was pretty bad, man. Was, that, yeah, that was pretty bad. Uh, it was, it was horrific. horrific. Go lay down <laughs> under the covers. Uh, <laughs> you want to cuddle a little bit? You know? yeah, that's basically, that's what I had in my head. I was like, hey, so we hadn't even kissed yet or nothing. I was just like, do you want to go cuddle? That's That's what I had in my head. And so she looked at me like I was a fucking idiot because I was. And, uh, but then she was just like, I mean, I guess let's go sit on the couch or some shit like that. And then at some point, like, you know, we, we started sitting closer and touching and stuff like that. And, and, and then eventually she did kiss me. So it was cool. Um, and all that. And but, then you immediately was like, yeah, I got holes. So oh, yeah. you know about me. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh way, yeah. Like I know. Just so you know. Just so you know. Like I know you're kissing me. I know we're making out right now. But, but you need you know. to recognize that I let you <laughs> kiss me just, just so you understand what's going on. That was an offer to cuddle, not a request. All right, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. So so it it, it did go say something like you. that, and it was now say thank you. It was very goofy. <laughs> so yeah, I kind of I kind of fumbled that whole situation, but yeah. Um, yo, I wanted to just on to the next topic now. Um, I wanted to argue about some shit that I saw you say, Alvin, about the separate household shit, because. I kind of so so basically, what, what this conversation has come up where people talk about we should normalize sustained romantic monogamous relationships where people live in separate households or have separate bedrooms within the same household. Obviously those are different degrees of the same thing. I can for sure. I, I kind of see what they're trying to get at, but I also feel like hell nah. Well, I'm trying to figure out why the fuck would you do that? Alvin? Oh, um, so to quote the great Whoopi Goldberg, I don't want someone else in my house. Okay. No, but seriously. Okay, so what? Here, like, seriously, here, here's how I view it. I de- here's how I, I view it. I definitely do. That's weird to me. Here's how I view it. Yeah. Here's how I view it. And I talk about this all the time. And I know, Eddie, I know you're a fan. The Patrice O'Neill sketch where he yeah. basically boils this down. So essentially, I want people around me on my terms. Okay. I want you to be in yeah. the vicinity of me and in my yeah. space on my terms 100% of the time. If we live together, that is also your space. So I can't dictate the terms in which you're around me, especially like if you're my wife, like it's different with kids and like mm. visiting family members, all that thing. But me and my wife, we're equal. So I can't just be like, you know, get, get the fuck out of my space. If we have 100% defined separate spaces, 
then I don't have to do that. I can just be like, oh, I'm going to where my shit is. So that allows me to dictate how and when I want somebody in my space. And I feel like for me personally, that's very important, even within my relationships. I'm fortunate enough to have had relationships currently and in the past where like people kind of get that about me because I'm a strange person and people just understand that I'm strange. But that's that's where I'm getting at with that. It, it allows me to literally dictate when and where somebody is in my space. And is that separate? Are, are you advocating for separate households, separate bedrooms slash spaces or both or either? I think I think realistically, like the most realistic thing that you're going to get is separate bedrooms. I think that's probably the the high watermark for the vast majority of the situation. But I wouldn't be opposed to having, you separate know, like houses. separate houses. I wouldn't be opposed to it. I don't think that's going to happen ever yeah, yeah, for, for sure. a lot of reasons. Yeah. Okay. But like, I but think practically if the other person wanted it and plausible. it was financially feasible, that would actually be your druthers. Okay. But to have a separate bedroom seems worse than having a separate house. Oh. To me. Oh, because it sounds like divorce within your own marriage type yeah, vibes. Yeah, like, why, why the fuck are we together? Like, yeah. I mean, because for me, I feel like part of that, um... Part of that that bond and that intimacy is sharing a bed. You know, yeah. you kind of go to sleep with the other person. Yeah. Like you enjoy waking up in the morning, like seeing them yep. right next to you, or like you just yes. look at them when they're sleeping and shit. Why are we gonna have a whole ass separate bedrooms if we're in the same house? That seems extremely cold. I, I would rather have yep. two separate houses than have to have two separate bedrooms in the same house. Why do you say the two separate houses though? Because I would th- that feels. I kind of see what you mean because it's like it's more cold because y'all are in the same house, but then going to bed separate, but. Mm-hmm. Two houses seems even more separated. Well, because I can kind of see what Alvin was saying, but it's like I have my space and you have your entire space, and we can, you know, split that time up and I guess, you know, do it that way and just kind of have your own space. But just to be in the same house and then I have mm-hmm. my bedroom and you have your bedroom where you sleep and I sleep over here. And sometimes, you know, if we want to sleep together, we can. Yeah. But I, I, that just feels a little um, a little odder. Yeah. Like if you go on – if you're gonna do it, you might as well just get two different houses. I, I don't know. True. No, yeah. I, I I agree with you honestly. Like I feel. Like- and I think historically, think about the fact that we're often in long-term monogamous relationships while living separately anyway. So the whole thing about living together with your partner is really economic, anyway. Like it's literally like combining resources, especially for Black people, because Black women almost always contribute supremely to household finances so it's about combining resources y'all don't want to duplicate like the money that you're spending that's that's all that's that's really what it is typically um so if that's not a problem yeah if that's not a problem who the fuck cares i mean i i mean i pay i pay for my my place has two bedrooms and i'm one person like i mean i like it's not it i get that point but it's it's I'm with Josh on this. It has nothing to do with the fight. Like if I had all the money in the world, the joy of waking up next to a warm person that I know and who knows me and going bed next to that same person each night has serious emotional value to me. Now, again, I haven't been in like a 15, 20 year long relationship, so I can't speak to that. But within the context of relationships I've been in, that shit is a gift you know what I mean? Like at the end of diff, because days can be difficult. I mean, being able to lay saw, your head down next to another person to know you're not alone in, in whatever you're doing in your life, that shit is invaluable. So I will say, I will say, and and Eddie, you know this. How long did I live with with my girl before? Um, what was it like? Two years? Okay, two and a half years. I, I love having, I loved having her there. I love being able to talk to her when I got home from work. I still like, I, I miss that. Um, that hasn't been something that I've had consistently in at this point almost four years so I I get that but like this whole like a lot of times people literally bring it down to like sleeping together and I'm not I'm not talking about sex I'm talking about literally just like that sleeping together yeah and when you've been in a relationship for a little a little a little little bit and y'all Y'all cuddle for 10 minutes and then y'all roll y'all on side of the bed, bro. Like, and I'm gonna see you at breakfast. Like it, it, that shit don't, and any, anybody that's, that's yeah. been living with their, no, anybody that's lived with their significant other for a significant amount of time will tell you the same. Y'all ain't, no. y'all ain't cuddled up the whole night. Yeah. 
Y'all, y'all going to cuddle y'all a little bit of time and y'all going to roll the fuck over and then y'all going to see each other in the morning, which is nice. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not, that's nice. Saying being able to talk before you go to bed. You know what I mean? Like y'all watch a movie or show phenomenal, great experience, not knocking it, but just for people who want to counter it with like the whole nah. like actual act to sleep I'm a, together. I'm gonna I'm call. I'm gonna call, call bullshit. Like for, first and of all, and you're gonna I, be wrong. And no, you're gonna, no, no. you gonna call bullshit, and you're gonna be wrong. Just no, Google I won't. Because I'm speaking. Because I'm speaking. I'm speaking purely from experience. I've been in, in in those relationships where I've lived with a person for you know a year, two years, three years. Yes, I agree. During the actual act of being fucking unconscious, you're not touching the entire time. But that first ten minutes is important. Like that's like saying sex isn't important in a relationship because it's less than one percent of the time you spend with another person. Spending time physically holding on to a person every single day for five minutes, for ten minutes, is good for you. Like, I mean, I shouldn't even have to. You put can it do, like but that. you can, you can, you can literally do that without living with the person. Is my point. Like, if if that's your marker, if that mm-hmm. literally is your marker, don't have to live with anybody to get that. It's not the same thing, and it's a lot, and it's a lot harder. Like, you can, you can definitely go over someone's house, but being able to make exchanges of intimacy being able to reduce the threshold to entry for exchanges of intimacy like because this person is always around like i know every single night you and me are going to physically and verbally exchange expressions of our love for one another and our comfort for one another every single day that's a good thing i don't have to drive to do it and i don't have to drive after doing it we lay down we do that ritual we lay down together we cuddle for 10 minutes or whatever, eventually fall asleep, and yeah, we roll over to our, each, our sides. But another okay. thing is being able to reach out in the night and touch on somebody, that shit doesn't disappear after three years. I mean, maybe it does for you, but it definitely has not for me. I'm not touching I'm them the like whole night, light. but I 100% reach over and touch them, and they do the same to me. I'm out like a fucking light, man, and my girl also fights in her sleep. I'm trying to, we need to be as far away from each other as possible. But my, <laughs> but here's like my personal thinking. issue, brother. <laughs> no, but here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. And when I say separate houses, I think people don't understand what I mean by that. So I have a very unconventional family structure. Um, my sisters basically raised me. My um, oldest sister has six has six boys. Mm-hmm. My my you know the middle sister, the middle child, is substantially older than me as well. But they basically raised them kids in tandem. Like my my oldest sister is married. Like. My brother-in-law, I've known I've, who I've literally known my entire life. Like literally, he's known me my entire life. Um, they make decisions about what the kids are going to be doing, like as as like a group. Um, his mother is very heavily involved, so his mother lives um, in the same subdivision mm. as my sister. Mm. My other sister lives walking distance. She lives a mile and a half away from my sister. My sister is literally, she sees my nephews every single day, like every single day. Yep. It's not that hard. I, I swear to God. I understand that everybody like thinks that it's like you're going to be living cross town and all this situation. My mother, like my, my nephew's grandmother, you know, my brother-in-law's mother lives in the same subdivision as them. My other sister lives a mile and a half away. You can you can work this situation out so that it's not that difficult. It's not. Th- I'm not saying that you should do it. But I understand are, this is an extreme case, mm-hmm. but like but, that's. But wait, isn't what hard. you're describing like um uh, uh um an extended a, a close extended family, not a distant nuclear family? I think I think that distinction doesn't really matter. What I'm saying is that I, I would disagree. You can, you can have what, what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like, for example, for example, let's say you're in like the same subdivision, and subdivisions can be can be large, but this one's a small one. Like they yeah. literally are four houses down from each other. I can literally walk to you. We can hug and do what the fuck ever, and then I can walk away. Have an arrangement like that. It's not that hard. You can look and look. I'm not saying like you can't. You can do if you like it. I love it. You can do whatever the fuck you like. What I'm saying is you can't pretend that that doesn't make those things harder. Perhaps not hard enough that it doesn't happen. Perhaps not hard enough that it's not worth whatever um, benefits of autonomy you particularly want. But I guarantee you if my girl's already in my bed and yours is down the street, it is easier and more likely for her and me to exchange intimacy than you and yours. You might put extra effort to, to close that distance, but it is harder. No. Okay. I mean, whether or not that that's hard is is a matter of perspective. Harder, I don't think is a matter yeah. of perspective because it's it, that's that's a relative measure, and I'd agree with you. Yeah. What I would push back on 
is again the point that I made on Twitter is that most women would probably be happier if they didn't share your space. That's bullshit, bro. Most like most women would be happier. I got a bo- I got a body of research. You got yeah, you, you got, got a shit. body of bullshit, bro. You got a body <laughs> and of you bullshit. got shit. No. That's true. That's I got, true. I, don't I, got, I, got I got no numbers. You right. you don't got shit. That's you can true. call what I got bullshit, but you ain't got nothing. So I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I th- sometimes I think common sense is is better than 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 bad research. I think sometimes lived experience is better than bad research. You also, we also recently had a conversation. Okay, about yeah, I knew you going to say lived experience. experience. Ooh, lived, lived, shit, experience. Man, mo- lived experience. This motherfucker just dropping. <laughs> Fuck it. Re- Uno reverse. Fuck. I don't care. I don't care. It doesn't matter. <laughs> this is now. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck what I said two seconds ago. No, no. Um, You're not the same motherfucker you was. This, that was yeah, the old you. Why you bringing up old shit? Why you bringing up old shit? That's, yeah. Get over it. Um, no, I, I would just say that. Yes, I I do agree that women suffer living with suffer a bit, a fair bit even living with men. Men's like lack black of women more than most. Also, want to point that out: black most. women more than most statistically proven. Okay, that's interesting. That's interesting. But yeah, I, 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 we could get into that maybe more. But I I guess I would just I would agree that men tend to be or can often be a burden on the women that they live with. But yeah. comparing. A woman live like, uh, yeah, maybe. So a woman living, because you're the the stats that you have about single women being happier is like single women who don't have like a partner and don't have kids and shit like that. So the question is like, would partners be happier living in separate homes and visiting one another as opposed to living together? The other thing is, I feel like it's a baby in the bathwater type of situation. Like if men weren't trash at living in a home together, living together would be better. So it's like, yeah, I mean, I guess you could live separately, but I guarantee you most women would would miss that lack of intimacy that results from having to drive to see your partner. And I don't know what data you have on that, but I'm I'm willing to bet money on that. I don't think they got that specific. I don't think they did. Because yeah. when I because I went I went and and looked for the actual study and I only found one. Like I didn't find like I'm yeah. sure there's more, but like I literally only found the one that I was pulling from. I'm, so I don't I'm know if super they... dubious of this claim. Like I don't, I, I think it's, I don't think it's better than nothing. I don't think that it's enough to make any type of claim on like women who aren't married versus women who are married. It's like, there's a million different fucking factors. I don't think if you say to a woman, Hey, you can have your husband, but you have to get in your car or you have to walk five minutes to see him every day. I don't think most men or women would be happy with that situation, especially if there was an option. No, you can live with your man. You can sleep with him every night. You can kiss him in the morning. You can kiss him in the kitchen. You can cuddle up next to him on the couch while y'all watch TV. And this nigga will pick up his socks. And this nigga will will, will clean up after himself. I think most women would choose that. That's fair. But the fact of the matter is, again, statistically proven that doesn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Nah. I'm well, shit. You do you, bro. I'm, I'm definitely, I definitely want to have, like you said. I mean, like the Patrice O'Neill shit. I agree. Like, I, I, I want to be alone, but I don't want to be by myself. And I do, I do definitely see the value of being able to dictate the terms of how people interact with you, even in a shared home. Um, I haven't had to deal with that too much. Like, I haven't felt too, too negative where I'm like, oh, you're all up on me. You can be all up on me. Well, here's I'm, I'm my thing. Here's my that. thing. So like when I'm like with my with my family, right? I can dictate the terms of the space, right? So like again, okay. I have six nephews. If I don't want to be bothered, I say very politely because I do love the little niggas. Mm. Leave me Shut alone. Up. Very politely, I can yeah. say that. You know, my sisters know to give me give me space, and like that's like a thing. I'm like de facto patriarch of the fucking family, which is weird. Um, even though I do everything they tell me to do, mm. but like. You can't, I can't do that with my wife. Like, I can't, I can't say, I can't say like, look, man, like I need you to fucking leave me alone. You know what I mean? You like, very much that, can. that's your, you very you can, much no, can. I, I, I 100% disagree because that's her space too. I can't dictate how she does in, in our shared space. I can't control how somebody. Okay. What like, do we, uses what do we mean space. by alone? Cause maybe that's where I'm getting confused here because you can 100% say, Hey, I need a little bit of a long time to work on this thing. Or I think I just want to chill and watch TV. Like, do you want to maybe take the living room? I take the bedroom. Or if you're feeling like you want the living room, I can take the bedroom, whatever, whatever you want to do. I feel like that's normal, healthy communication. Like, no, no, what what I'm saying, no, it it, it is 100% not regular for me to say, like, I want to be in this space completely alone. Like, I don't want, I don't want you, I don't want you over here. Like, 
doing whatever it is the fuck you're doing. I want I want to be somewhere with a closed door between me and you for an extended period of time. I you can't tell her with people to in leave. The, I would is that I would love for you to be in the like you know what I'm saying like my nephews that's 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 cool because again like they're in the house they're there I kick, love the so, fact so you're that, saying like, you can kick the ne- the nephews out of the living room and say I want the living room. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. much though. I would say yeah. that's much. I would say that's much. Yeah. Even even if I you agree. were even if you were a father in a in a home with children, I would say that that's inappropriate. Regard like so, I don't think that has anything to do with with wife versus child hierarchies. If you if you go into your own kitchen and tell your children leave because I want to cook by myself, I say that's trash behavior. You you have to have your I own disagree. private spaces as a so, parent. So one, I don't. So one, one, I don't do that like i said it's 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 because one i have i have adult nephews so one i'm not talking to fucking grown-ass men like that i literally have like yeah. adult nephews yeah but um so but my point is not like get out because i want to cook by myself it's like i want alone time and again if that's a space that is what it is because when you have younger nephews even if you have just a room just an office they want to be in your room they want to be in your office okay i want my space i'm not saying get out because I want to cook by myself. No, I'm saying like, leave me alone. Uh, basically. Yeah, same thing. And yes, and yes, no, no, no. And, 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 and again, and again, I'm going to 100% say that this is a psychological thing. And I do also have a body of research for this. As a parent, you need your individuality and your alone time. The way you go about getting it is how you manage the relationship between you and your child. But yes, you as a parent need and deserve your alone I time. I nothing against so, that. You literally just said that if you I tell said, your no, I said you cannot kick people out of a fucking public space in your home, even if you own that home. And I stand by that. If you have an office, that's your office and it serves that function, which is to your point, you can 100 percent tell your, your spouse, hey, I need alone time in my fucking office. You cannot tell them, hey, get out of the kitchen because I want to be alone. And you shouldn't say that to children either. I think it's different when you when when when. It's somebody who's also paying the bills in that establishment. I think nope. that's a little bit different. No, I mean, look, you the the energy you give. You own a spot. Be, you own a spot. Nah, it's a little bit nah, different than me know, telling it, somebody of who's course, dependent. Of course, it's, of course, it's different the way that you're going to go about it. But I don't think that you're going to treat you. You don't treat public spaces in a home if it's going to be a home that, especially if the people living with you don't have agency to not live with you. I don't think that you have free reign just because you own some shit. But that's a whole other conversation. But if I own a home and I own the whole living room because I pay the bills, I'm not going to say this living room can be my private space whenever the fuck I want it to, especially if I can afford to have an office. And in the same way, if I live with a partner and I go, hey, I need some alone time, it's going to be soft. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to be pussy about it. I'm not going to be like, hey, woman, I need my, I'm not, it's not going to be that, but I'm just going to be, hey, I'd like some alone time to play some video games for a while. We can watch a movie together in a couple of hours. I'm going to expect that any respectable loving female partner of mine is going to be like, yeah, no problem. I'll see you in a couple hours. I don't, that, that doesn't seem like an issue that requires separate fucking bedrooms or separate households to solve for me. I think the reality of that situation is that it's a lot different than like hearkening back to the man cave conversation Yeah, that we had on here. So I feel like you're bringing the same ethos from the man cave conversation into this same sort of space and usually that's not how it operates usually historically the stereotype is that it's the woman's house that's the stereotype yes yes so you have a man cave because that's supposed to be your space you come to it with the ethos that no this is all our space and we're adults so we manage this space and we navigate it as adults would ebbing and flowing, dealing with each other's needs and wants in a respectable, mature way. That's typically not how it works when you're actually living with two adults. I understand that what you're saying is probably the ideal sense. It's just not typically how it works. And again, there's all kind of fucking stereotypical shit that we all know from just living and observing people that shows that it doesn't, as exemplified by the man cave conversation. I I totally agree. I'm talking about how I'm going to run my house. Uh, which is which is what this whole conversation is about. So I so I, I agree and I get Fair. that because we're True. both a couple of strange gentlemen. So we're both both of what we're talking about is is fucking nonsense True. in the traditional sense. So Josh is the only about, normal one on this podcast. Yeah, yeah you might need to and that niggas, on this one. And that nigga's a vibes nigga. That nigga's <laughs> a vibes nigga. He ain't even that normal. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm far from the most normal one. Yeah, that's we 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 are, we are a trio for sure. Um, yeah, you got you got any input on this? Because I think we might have stalemated out on this one. 
my thing is like I would rather have a bigger home so that we're not always in each other's space. So like I don't always have to like see you because I I totally get I'm I'm with which I'm hundred percent on that um like I want you around but i don't necessarily always want you like just right there so i prefer to have like a bigger home to where it'd be you know it's like hella rooms it's like hella places you could go to just if you just need some alone time if you just need some time chill vibe do whatever you want to do if you just need that alone time versus having either a separate house or versus having same house two different beds so i mean that's just kind of what i was thinking on that on that piece the whole time Honestly. Yeah, that's that's how I kind of fall. I mean, look, maybe maybe I'll and I think with a lot of a lot of my views on this kind of stuff, I will maybe be corrected by experience in the future of of, of what the real real of being with a woman for five, ten, fifteen years actually looks like, and all yeah. of my you know lovely theories about gender equality and you know how I'm going to run my home and all of those things will come flying in my face. Um, that could happen, but I don't think so. I think I'm gonna be all right. So we'll we'll, we'll figure it out. You gonna get you gonna get tossed on your ass on, on in some areas for sure. Oh yeah, like absolutely. Especially with the kids because oh yeah. Sometimes bro, like oh yeah, kids yeah. will test you in so many different oh. fucking ways. You might come home one day, man. Get the fuck out the living room. I got the talk. I got a call to take. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. Like, no, you you you're 100 right with. The, I'm I'm a little bit more like I'm a little bit more confident that I'm not gonna run into issues when it comes to women and fall into those same patterns that I have resistance to just because i've already been with women and it hasn't been an issue or i've been able to navigate those things relatively fine i don't maybe that'll mean i won't be able to sustain a relationship don't know but with the kids shit i think you're right i think i got a lot of a lot of nice soft fluffy egalitarian caring gentle but firm views on what parenting <laughs> is gonna look like and that shit ain't gonna look like it when yeah, i really have some little fucking snatches up under almost. me man i really think that with kids like legitimately and I know this is a whole last tangent, but no, you good. I found that again, dealing with my nephews and seeing like our evolution, dealing with them, that the kids are much more like open to reason than most adults give them credit for after like age, like three, you know? Yeah. Four. Yeah. Like you can really reason with the motherfuckers. And if you show them that, like, you're telling them something out of love and like it makes sense most of the time they'll listen to you obviously yeah. you know so my 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 response is that i always have me in the back of my mind and how i'm dealing with stuff and like young alvin had to have stuff a certain way and i try to understand that everybody isn't me and everybody isn't me as a as a four or five year old so that kind of cloudies you know muddies the water for me a little bit but i say for the most part we've been able to reason with the kids a, a lot better than than we would have anticipated so and again I, that's still a limited sample size i don't know and i tell people this all the time i don't know shit about children i know i know my nephews you know, i know them six people, motherfuckers yeah, very six well people, yeah. i don't know kids i know them six motherfuckers so right. i may be talking out of my ass but you know it works for you us got more experience than us yeah i mean i think i, yeah, I think you I have a I have a good hunch that you're going to be quite a good father whenever you do get around to doing that. But I, yeah, whereas I, I feel like I'll be starting functionally from zero. I mean, there's like pseudo parent like behaviors in relationships that I've had, like friendships, uh, partnerships, that kind of stuff, where there's elements of caring for a person, but it ain't even close to the same. You know, having somebody dependent on you in that way. But I have heard somebody say, and I think this is true, having been a child kids listen to even the most rebellious kid listens to you more than they don't listen to you like there are some exceptions but generally speaking there your child is listening to you way more than the average nigga on the street would and i think you got to take that you got to really i guess maybe appreciate the fact that for every one time they rebel or say fuck you mom nine times out of ten they're doing what you're asking them you know You just get real mad at that one time, so. Yeah. I, I yeah. hope they can be reasoned with. I mean, yeah. Do y'all yeah. think, um, mm -hmm. like, not having a father in a home, like, affects kids? Or, like, how how does that affect? Ooh, that is children? a good one. I, that is a good one. Yeah, man, I don't know. Because I feel like it gets into all that whole, you know, niggas start talking about gay marriage and shit like this and two-parent homes and blah, blah, blah. And I don't know. It just feels yeah. like a little bit of a minefield sometimes to even answer. Because I... Yeah, I don't know. Y'all go first. 
So what I believe is that more resources, more experience, more love is always beneficial. I do not necessarily think that it has to come from a traditional two parents in the house. It can be a community, it can be extended family, but I, I will preach to the end of my days that more is better, more hands in the pot, more experience, more love, more resources. I think that the way that our society is structured that more resources and more experience typically comes from a traditional yes. nuclear family. Mm. Uh, but I don't, I don't think it has to, That's I will. Yeah. I will. However, say again, being very, very, very involved in the rearing of, I, I say I, I was, I was a very, very good uncle to three of my nephews and I've been a solid uncle for the other three, for the younger three. But for the first three, I was there every day. They saw me every day. Um, you know, I saw my oldest nephew every day of his life for the first 16 years of his life. You know, we lived together. So um, they respond differently to me and their father than they do my sisters yeah. and their grandmothers. Yeah. They respond differently. I don't think that's necessary to them being good, upstanding citizens. I don't think that that makes them better. I just say, I'm just saying that they respond differently. But I, 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 again, I want to stress, I think more resources, more experience is better. I don't think it has to come from a traditional nuclear family. I just think that our society is structured that it often does. That's a, that's an excellent fucking point. Cause I hadn't thought about that because because I, I hear this, this this is the reason I was hesitant to answer this question. I hear so much rhetoric, oftentimes from either hoteps or conservatives, that talk about these like negative outcomes from single mother households. You know what I mean? And it gets into like the homophobic shit around like two male heads of home or two female heads of home. And I feel like part of that is because you're comparing a single parent home to a double parent home because those are the only two options. You don't have you don't have very many homes where it's just a nigga raising kids. So you're comparing having just a woman, one parent, to a man being in the home, which means you've got two parents. There isn't an option for a woman and her best friend raising the kids, or you know, a single dad but his 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 brother helps him raise the kids, or it's a single mom but she's got two sisters. It's three parents raising those kids. So we only really comparing one versus two. Not it doesn't really necessarily have anything to do with a father, a male father figure in the home type shit. Um, but I do kind of feel like having a a good prototype for what a man is, if you are a man, or if you're going to interact with men, I feel like that's a that's a positive thing to have around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, if, you, if someone you can model yourself yeah. after. It's one thing to be like, cool, I'm a man, y'all are women. Y'all really aren't going to show me, if I, if, let's say if I do, because let's say I do identify as a man, like sure, maybe I'm male, but I'm like, if I am going to construct a gender performance of being a nigga, y'all really can't give me that. Y'all really can't show me how to walk, show me how to talk, show me how to do those things. And just having a nigga in the home to be like, cool, you identify as a man, this is what men do. Let's go do X, Y, and Z together that a woman can't really provide. So I feel like there's value there. So so the thing with me is I, I saw I saw my sisters try to raise me to be a man, right? And, okay. you know, my sister's father was, so my father came into the picture late. Their father was never there. Okay. So they never had that kind of stuff. So they were basically, for most of my life, and we talk about this all the time and we laugh about it because they swear to God this didn't happen. I was like, I I remember every fucking thing y'all y'all niggas told me, man. And y'all was telling me some real, like, hyper-masculine bullshit, man. So, mm. like, like, I remember one time my sister told me that men weren't allowed to fail. You know what I mean? She so, wasn't saying that as a criticism of toxic masculinity. She was saying, nigga, don't fail. Yeah, she was like, you as a man are not allowed to fail. She was like, your family's on your back. You cannot fail. So, yes, so I do understand that even when you have women trying to raise men that didn't have men in their life, it becomes like they're they're oftentimes echoing and parroting these toxic masculinity kind of stereotypes. However, what I have seen is my sisters grow and develop and how they have approached raising my nephews to be great men. I don't think they'd have any problem making them into, because my nephews are all fine young men, to be mm. to be perfectly honest. I don't think my sisters, how they've raised them, how they've been so open 
and so like dismissive of all that toxic shit that like they were just like harboring from me because they didn't know any better mm. now as true because they were children they were literally children trying to raise a child but now as adults i don't think they'd have any issue doing it themselves now they've been you know they've had they've had me um yes. my nephew's father my, my brother-in-law again i've known this nigga my entire life he's been there their entire life so they haven't lacked that but yeah. I know, I know they could do it themselves if they needed to, from See, like a societal me, standpoint. Th this is my, I, I feel like, oftentimes this argument, this this discussion gets lost in the like. So you're saying I'm a bad parent? No, we're just talking mm -hmm. about the facts of what is a better outcome. Medium yeah. outcomes mm -hmm. are okay. Like I can yeah. say this person is a ten without saying that an eight is good enough. So it's not a question of whether or not your sisters will be able to raise fine, upstanding, uh, masculine, if you want yeah, to say. but that. but that's. It's but you're right. That's why. That's why I tried to. Thrown in. But that's why I tried to draw the the distinction, right? I think they. I think with me, you 100% can see where they were lacking with their parenting skills. Mm -hmm. You 100% can see where they missed the mark with this example, that example. And what I'm saying is that I saw them 100% correct that Improved. with my nephew to yeah. the point where, like, I think that the outcomes would be favorable. Um, and again, I'm not oh, saying yeah. that their father, that my father, you know, my, my brother-in-law being in their, their life was a negative because it wasn't because again, resources and experience, the motherfucker brings a completely different set of experiences. The motherfucker brings way more resources. He's a help, but yeah. I mean, them, you know, them they'd be better. all right. Yeah. Of yeah. course. Well, I mean, that's, I, I don't know if yeah. you miss, if you, if they'd be good. No, no. Yeah. No, I think, I think we're on the same page. What I'm, what I'm saying is like, they could raise, they could raise a 10. Oh yeah. I, now I mean now no with their with their current yeah. the question the question well, is on the will those boys scale. be slightly worse off if you and the other adult men weren't in their life? And I would say maybe probably yes. Not with they'd still be excellent, yep. they'd still be incredible young men, but that yep. might be a five, ten percent loss if they didn't have Alvin in their life, if they didn't have other old boy in their life. And that's all I'm getting at. Because I would yeah. say a man, a man can raise a man can also if he's doing that work and he's asking himself those questions. A man can raise daughters perfectly fucking fine as well. Having a woman around would help though. But yeah, but yeah, J Josh, what you what you think? You been what's what's the vibe? Josh got some heat for us, man. I see it in his eyes. Yeah, he's going back I in mean, the Rolodex. Like, I was raised by a stepfather. So, I mean, I, I could have been in a likely situation where I didn't have, um, like, you know, positive male influence in the home. So I know if I didn't have that, it would have negatively impacted me for sure. Cause there are key moments in my life when, when I remember looking to my stepfather for guidance. I mean, like, you know, we were, we were close. Like we was like super cool. Like he was basically like my real dad. I just never called him dad. You know what I mean? I just always address him by his yeah. name. But... Is he still around? No. Okay. Um, My but during that time when I needed, you know, that 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 uh male role model, you know, figure in my life, he was there for me. So I know for me personally, um, that was that that definitely benefited me because I know as a as a young man growing up, especially with, you know, some of the, you know, external things that I'm you know, everybody got their own shit, but, you know, dealing with certain things in life, um that there were times when I definitely didn't need that that guidance from another man. I couldn't talk to my mom about some of these things, even just like with lighthearted fun shit. Like, you know, first time me and him smoked together, you know, it was just That's like, wild. A, you know, <laughs> and shit like that is a, it's real cool. You know what I mean? Because that's a, it is a different type of energy. And if, and, and I totally agree with Alvin too, because like it really, really like just on a general level, it boils down to having that love, the resources and, and that community um, when you are raising children. So, I mean, it doesn't have to be like a, you know, a, you know, a wife and a husband or like a, guy, a woman and a man, but it could be like two men, two, two women that can raise beautiful, perfectly healthy, functional children. Absolutely. And if I'm not mistaken, I think there was like a study that was like the, the kids that's actually being raised by like uh, queer couples are actually in a better uh, home environment most of the time. Like they come out better. Like, you know what I mean? Like I would say it's some and, fuckery going on there though. I would say it's no, some fuckery so, going on there, but I, so, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to jump out on a ledge here and I'm going to explain what some people are. I'm going to I'm not saying this is my thought. I'm going to okay. explain what a lot of people are saying is the benefit of that. It's resource driven. Right. So when you're in a same sex, you know, relationship and you're raising a child. Right. Effectively. 
the assumption, again, I'm not saying that this is what I think. The assumption is that you basically have two primary breadwinners. So what you often see is that LGBTQ um, households often have higher average and median incomes. So they have more resources because they are, again, two breadwinners. I mean, I think that gets a little murky because I talk about it all the time that there's relative wage parity between black people. Um, I mean, black men yeah, and women. But even, I mean, so I think that gets murky, but the assumption is that like you have two, you, you always have two breadwinners with um, same sex couples so that the resource, um, the resources are greater. I, that's I the think, assumption. Don't, don't, the, don't agree with it, but that's the I, idea. I would, that's what I was going to say. I, or, and I was going to layer onto it being like, they're more likely to be to have a little bit more income parity. They're more likely to just in general, each as individuals be making more like queer white guy versus general white guy, I think maybe makes more Then you got two of those. And then if you're boiling it down to the ones that have a kid, that means that either they did in vitro adoption, surrogacy, et cetera, et cetera, all of which, which are, are expensive, expensive and privileged. Yeah. So you, so you're really just talking about what, if you compare them like to like, you're talking about like the top 5% of straight couples, right? Both making good money, both bringing in money, rich enough and well-off enough that they can adopt or do surrogacy or do any of that. Of course, they're doing better than, than their straight counterparts. So that was going to be my pushback because broke and also, couples don't be having kids. And also think about the fact, even, even outside of the fact that like that's a resource-intensive process, it's also the fact that they made a conscious decision to do it. Think about how many families yep. like, you know, have beautiful surprises. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. you got a lot of beautiful surprise babies walking around here that I'm telling y'all you know, we need to start parents weren't necessarily for, you know, parents weren't necessarily prepared for, but you got couples that were 100% prepared and made a conscious decision to do it. I, that also matters. That makes a huge difference. These motherfuckers got cribs already set up six months before the baby get it. They're, they're already on some super parent shit that, that you can't compare them to the general population of, of straight people they already on some some big shit which i mean that, that that doesn't detract from your point joshua i think that you know queer couples single whoever if you got enough love you can raise the fuck out of a kid because it's plenty of two-parent straight trash parents doing a horrible fucking job it's been most most parents throughout history anyway so yeah i i, I agree with you on that um i think we're gonna go ahead and draw it to a, to a close unless anybody's got any um scintillating last notes they want to leave anybody with no 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 well look if uh you are a two-parent straight and you know woman man couple and uh, you're not being conscientious about how you how you do shit how you run your household and how you rear your children and there's not enough love in your home you may be seeing a red flag um but you know in the same vein if uh if your bitch lives all the way at the end of the cul-de-sac and you live at the front of it, and you got to drive over to cuddle her, I mean, I don't know. Maybe you could be waving a red flag, or maybe I'm tripping. I don't know. Um, this has been Waving the Red Flag Podcast. It's been Eddie. It's been Alvin. It's been Josh. We'll see y'all next week. Um, oh, a quick little thank you to the Patreon members. So if y'all want to jump on live with us before each episode that we do, um, we have the Patreon members on, so we just chat, talk shit, whatever, if y'all got issues or whatever that y'all want to talk about. So we've got Shepard Scott, Riel Padron II, and Density's Child, our patrons right now. We want to thank y'all for helping us produce this episode. Um, so cop the Patreon. Follow us on YouTube. Peace, everybody.